love, for that is a dinghy. My vessel is magnificent and fierce and huge. Hey, welcome to today's show. My name is Rob Anderson. I am the host of One Dive at a Time, the official podcast of Neptune Warrior. Also with a lot of side notes from my blog at scubarob.com. Doing a remote recording today. I'm out here at Swan Falls today. And if you've been on Instagram or my personal Facebook page, or if you've been watching the YouTube channel, you will notice I've been doing a lot of time in my boat. So just to back up a little bit, you know, this last summer, before summer, I had actually purchased a 18-foot Saturn, kind of looks like a Zodiac. And that was so I could, well, a couple of things, I guess. One is I love boats. Grew up around boats in spite of the fact that I follow all the Ramsey financial peace, financial university, a lot of philosophies. I'm a Ramsey financial coach. One thing I disagree with, and that is the adage that a boat is just a hole in the water that you throw money into. For me, boating Boating was essential as I was growing up. Boating was the time that my family came together. Water skiing with my folks, going fishing with my dad, just having that family time. But this last year, really, since I started Neptune, I wanted to have a boat as part of our really as, as part of our solution package for getting divers out and healing heroes one dive at a time. And I couldn't really justify it. You know, we, we try to get some grants, and we've had people say that they were going to donate boats and, and things like that, and just never happened. And I couldn't really justify from the Neptune standpoint of going out and purchasing a boat. At one time, yeah, we had, you know, we may have had the finances for it. I opted instead to get a air compressor or lean our our grants towards getting an air compressor. And I knew that I would use it a lot more on a personal level than I did on a or at least my I thought I would use it more on a personal level than I did with with Neptune. And the adventures I'm doing right now, it really balances out. I'm probably actually using more for Neptune than anything else, but that's okay. But I wanted to have something where we could get divers better access to dive sites, get them, away from, get them away from the crowded sites, get them out for a day of adventuring, maybe get out and get to places that were accessible by boat only, whether it's a dive site or a camping site. So I had a lot of, it, there's, there's been a, a lot of thought that's gone into this. About five, six years ago, picked up, some personal watercraft that we could do some diving with and just, you know, really wanted, really, really wanted something that as a diver set us apart. And right now in, in the Treasure Valley area, I'm the only instructor that takes people out on a boat. 
But to do that, you have to be able to do it legally. Now, from a legal standpoint, if I'm taking students out and that boat is part of the class, then I'm covered by both my NAWI and my SEI uh, instructor certifications. And I also have insurance and things like that. But if I wanted to do something different, say like a group of divers want to get together and they want to go venture someplace, but they're not going to pay for a class. The only thing I can really do is we can split the cost of that trip. And I'm okay with that for the most part. But in order to cover my insurance and cover, you know, the things I have to do with the boat, you know, uh, as far as launching fees, maintenance, buying a new motor, all that kind of stuff, it wasn't going to be covered. So I started out looking for ways I could do it legally. And the way that I found to do it legally is to get my captain's license. And this, I'll tell you what, guys, I've got two master's. I was working on a doctoral program. I've got two bachelor's degrees. I've got all sorts of coaching certifications, things like that, right? And that's not bragging. That's to set it up for this. This captain's license, the studying that I'm having to put into it, has given me a whole new respect for anybody who holds a captain's license. I mean, the knowledge that you have to have is incredible. And on top of that, it's you don't just walk, wake up one day and say, hey, I think I'm going to go become a captain. There's a lot of time that's, that's put into it. So in this podcast, I'm going to talk about the path that I'm on, what I'm having to do as far as coursework, and then what the requirements are. So that way, if you want to become a captain, I highly encourage it. Man, I've learned, I've learned more about boating, and I'm a guy who grew up around boats. For the most part, I grew up on a lake. Because we were out there so often. My mom and I were talking the other night. She's like, yeah, you know, when you were growing up as a kid, there was times we were, you know, we we're out on, out there as a family, you know, three, four, maybe even five days out of the week. We spent the weekends on the lake. We did water skiing in the summertime. We went fishing in the, in the wintertime. Sometimes we just went out and we cruised for an evening. I can remember evenings where I would drive my, drive my car down to, where my dad worked out and swap out the vehicle so I could get his truck home, back it up, get the boat trailer hitched up and have it all set so that way he could come in, get about a 20-minute cat nap, wait for my mom to get in, and then we would take off and we would just go spend the evening on the lake. So I had all those great experiences. Now as a diver, more great experiences. So all that time, really, you know, it just, I, I thought I knew a lot about boats. In fact, I, I'm finding I'm actually getting frustrated the more I go through this course with other boaters that are out there. Because I live in a state where boater safety is not a requirement, although it should be. And honestly, it, I, I'm, I'm not big into, you know, the government coming in and ruling on things, but I'm kind of at a point I wish there was some kind of a recreational license so people for at least would stay away from my dive flags. But man, I'll tell you what, I'm learning a ton of stuff in this. So let me talk a little bit first about the requirements. So again, 
OUVP inland license is what I'm getting. It's a captain's license, and it's for inland waters. So that's it, what, it, what it stands for is operator of uninspected passenger vehicle. It's also known as a six-pack. So with a six-pack, I can take divers or just passengers. I can take pa- up to six passengers plus my crew. So if Brooks is on my crew, I can take up to six passengers. Now with the boat that I have, my max capacity happens to be eight. I really don't want to take six divers out. Four divers, when I'm, when I'm, what I learned this last summer, getting out and experiencing that time on the water, putting one diver in, then two divers in, really, four divers is about the max. With the way I've got the boat set up, plus with myself as a driver, that's about the max I can get. So, and then if I take a crew member, yeah, three divers. So that, that's, that's really about all I could handle capacity-wise, where I feel safe, where I feel like I'm still giving attention to my divers. So it's an operator of uninspected passenger vehicle, also known as the six-pack. So a couple of requirements, or several other requirements. First of all, you have to be at least 18 years old. You have to have 360 days, that's correct, 360 days on the water. You have forms to fill out for all that kind of stuff. Now, here's the thing. I can count all the way back to when I was 16 years old. So all that time I spent with my dad, with my folks, out on the water, time I spent in my little boat, out on the water, all of that counts. Now, for it to be a day, it has to be at least four hours on the water. So going out, hanging out in your boat, uh, for an hour or two, that doesn't count. Hanging out in your boat while it's moored at the slip or on a dock, that doesn't count. You have to be out there on the water. So 360 days on the water, 90 of it has to be within the past three years. Now, by the way, with my boat, actually with my two boats, I've got the 90. Or I'm working pretty close to the 90. Where I'm trying to get is I'm trying to finish up that 360 because we're trying to count all that stuff up from when I was a kid and where we can actually document that. So right now, I'm you know, days like today, I'm spending a lot of time out on the lake getting my four hours in. And it's not like it's laborious. I'm having a good time. I'm taking the, you know, taking the puppy out, going out, I'm doing some fishing, I'm going out and I'm reconning dive sites. Today I'm up at at Swan Falls, which is a place I've never had the boat at before, so I'm learning about that. This next week, I'm going to go out to CJ Strike to learn more about that. It's wintertime, it's cold, it's rainy, so I'm learning how to work the boat in different types of environments. The other part is you have to pass a medical. And so, like, one of, the, one of my hurdles is going to be that I have sleep apnea. So I have to turn in documentation that... I'm on a sleep apnea regimen, so I'm using a CPAP. I have to show where I've got uh, four months of where I'm using that CPAP and I'm having at least 70% compliance, which is easy to do because my CPAP records my amount of sleep and, and how many hours I'm getting, things like that. You also have to have a TWIC card, and this is from Department of Homeland Security. So I had to go down yesterday 
and get my fingerprinting done. They looked at my passport. They took some fingerprints. I turned in an application. And then the big part is I have to go through a course. So what I'm doing right now, full disclosure, there's a course I want to go take. It's about 800 bucks to go take the course. I don't have 800 bucks right now. It's not in the budget. So I'm saving up money for it. I'm probably going to hold a couple of garage sales, maybe sell off some gear, whatever it takes to get my 800 bucks so I can go take the course. There are six classes that I'm going to take in that course. And it includes things like rules of the road or what they call the coal regs or collision reg regs. I'm going to take courses on charting and plotting, deck safety, navigation, You know, and all that, you know, it's going to teach me how to, how to work the big charts, right? I'm going to learn how to use the dividers and rulers and how do I plot a course and, and time and distance and speed and time and distance and charting positions and, and winds and currents and sets and drifts and all like that. I'm super excited about that. Probably won't use a lot of that because of the lakes I'm in, but it's going to be fun to learn. I'm going to learn about navigation aids. I'm going to learn about, you know, what is the, the proper way. I've already learned that. You know, a term that was always used was right-of-way. There's not a right-of-way. So you have vehicles that are, or vessels that are overtaking. You have vehicles that are standing on. But there's not anything about right-of-way. So I'm learning a lot about that stuff right now. So I've got, to, I've got to take the course. Right now what I'm doing is I'm looking at a ton of YouTube stuff. I'm reading a ton of books. I've already uh, either downloaded or purchased books on the, on the call regs or on, and on, charting and plotting. I'm trying to do as much as stuff as I can until I can get that 800 bucks to go take the course. And then I'll take the course. Takes anywhere between 8 to 12 weeks to go through that course. Uh, they do have some online options that you can take where you meet by Zoom. It's about $1,700. I'm not going to try to meet that goal right now. Plus, there's a time commitment where I have to be uh, on my computer or on my laptop from like 6 p.m. at night to 9.30 at night. And just with my travel schedule, I can't do that. And then after I take the course and pass all the exams, I've got to go take a drug test. So no big deal there. But again, this is a great way to take out my vets. It gives us better access to different diving sites. It helps me learn more about the boat, makes me safer. And it just, you know, as, as you continue adventures, you got to find different, different things to do. And for me, this is my different thing to do. So that's the, you're going to see a lot of it out on Instagram. You're going to see it over on, in the blog, just letting you know what I'm up to. If you're interested in doing it, reach out, contact me, and I'll show you what I'm doing. And I'll even share the playlist that I'm going through to try to learn as much as I possibly can about not just getting to be a captain and not just getting licensed, but really how to be a good boat captain. All right, that's all I have for this episode. Very quick one, but just a quick update on what I'm doing. So until next time, remember, as long as you have air, you can side, you can figure out 90% of your problems. And that's what I'm always saying. As long as you've got air, you are all right.
money somewhere behind the pearl. You are without doubt the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you have heard of me. 